Thank you for joining us for our fifth week of the Sins and Virtues podcast. This week's topic is dishonesty. I'm Pastor Jennifer, your host, and joining, joining us this week are Pastors Sherry and John. Welcome, everybody. Hey there. Hey, Jennifer. Good, good to be here. So, dishonesty, well, sin or virtue? Clearly a virtue. Come on. <laughs> no, seriously. That's the guidance you count on from your pastors. Okay. Take, for example, this situation. When you are maybe not telling someone the full truth because you are trying to protect them, there is some virtuousness in that. Can you give us any possible I, I could give you two story. examples off the top of my head. Okay. So growing up, my grandmother had a heart attack before I was born, and I, I never wanted to do anything that would upset her. And so anything from uh, when she asked how much I spent, how much we spent on clothes that I bought, uh, to you know anything like that, I would always kind of tell a little white lie because I was always afraid that she wasn't going to be able to understand how things had changed, how prices had changed from when she was young. Now, of course, she soon picked up the fact that every time we went shopping, there was always a sale on what we bought, (laughs) but she never had a heart attack when I was alive. (laughs) So you saved her life by life. I I think so. I think so. And, you know, I, I have seen so many people who have Alzheimer's and, you know, sometimes they are living in a different reality. Sometimes they live in, you know, decades gone by where all of a sudden they remember growing up and and the world that that they lived in at that time and I I think to to try to keep on saying no that's not how it is that's not this person or you can't do this just further does more harm than good as opposed to to saying you know tell me about your home tell me about who you see oh yeah isn't this great to be able to see mom and dad again or, um, you know, be able to see the, the house and, you know, and just talk with them in, in the world in which they are in that moment. Virtue. I, I'll even support you in that virtuousness with an example of this uh, entire community they built in Denmark where um, for people with various memory care issues. And so it was like an entire village. And so when people would become agitated and, for example, would say, well, I'm going home, um, they would actually say, okay. They wouldn't prevent them, and they would even direct them to where the bus stop was. Hmm. And so the people would go to the bus stop, and then they'd either run into other people and would kind of take them out of that loop of needing to go home, or they'd get to the bus stop and they'd wait and the bus wouldn't come, and eventually they would kind of uh, forget why they were there, and then they would go back uh, to where they normally lived. And, and so there was no bus. It was, a, it was mm. just a pretend bus stop. But they created a, a series of, in a sense, illusions in the community, which uh, allowed people to kind of cycle out of mm. things that they got caught in. So it was a, in a sense, productive deception. Uh, I think dishonesty is when you with, choose to withhold information um, so that you're not disadvantaged or it, it is then by withholding it you disadvantage somebody else. To me that's mm-hmm. untruth or lying. You're purposely doing it to cover something up of your own or to, in some way 
her There's a characteristic else. of deception there. Yes. Intentional yes. on your part. Yes. I, I would agree so, with that. And, and the Bible's awesome because it's like filled with not great <laughs> stories, but I mean, such um, uh, thorough examinations of the many and different ways we try and deceive ourselves and each other mm -hmm. as human beings. So if you just read through the book of Genesis, for example, you'd find two stories where Abraham tries to pass his wife, Sarah, off as his sister so that he doesn't get into perceived trouble with surrounding kings mm -hmm. because of her beauty and his perceived wealth. Uh, then there's the elaborate story of, of Jacob and Esau, and Jacob, with the permission of his own mother, deceiving right. his father to steal his brother's birthright. Uh, the whole story of, of Joseph and, and his brothers and, and the brothers covering up the fact that they sold their brother into slavery and instead told their dad, oh, he's dead, as if that was like a moral step up somehow. Uh, so, I mean, the, from its very beginnings, that's just the first book in the Bible, there is this awareness of how human we are in deceiving for our benefit and to the detriment of, of others. Well, since we're in the Old Testament, how about David and Bathsheba? Second Samuel, uh, David sees Bathsheba, um, taking a bath on top of a house and um, brings her to him and they are together and then leaves and uh, or she leaves and becomes pregnant and they he tries all of these ways to get her husband to either be with her or then he ends up trying to kill Uriah sending him to the front lines and he he becomes this... And succeeds. Yeah, he murders him, um, all so that he can cover up that um, he has been with Bathsheba. And so uh, it takes Nathan, the prophet, to come and say, hey. And he has to do it, like, undercover, right? He has to make up this fake story about sheep and caring for sheep and these loved, beloved things. And, and then only then is it that... David will admit. We use that all the time. I mean, so when we do uh, the first part of the Bible in confirmation with our seventh graders, we do kind of like the, the top playlist, and we always use that story. And they can so relate to that story because every kid has been caught in a lie where then they right. then lied more about it to cover it up. And, and they know what a, what a bad cycle that is, but how much we use it. And if not that adultery was a good thing, but if David had just stopped there, it, you know, it would have worked out so differently than his repeated attempts to exactly. do lying. more lying to cover up even worse things. Lying begets lying, and it's a hard cycle to stop. All right, I will agree, maybe it is a sin. So when I was talking about the, the Denmark example before, maybe the flip side of that is is if any of you have watched the movie The Truman Show, what, did that come out yeah. like 15 years ago? Oh, maybe? a long time ago. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, but that's an interesting case study in deception in that this this child is raised to adulthood in this uh, totally fake world that he doesn't know is staged, and then it's televised to this global audience that just loves watching him grow up in this fake world, and when he finally figures out that his whole life is a deception, it's this devastating moment for him to realize uh, no one's been honest with him at any right. point in his life. And uh, you know, 
what a realization that would be. Yeah. You know, I think that leads us to how, so, how sometimes in trying to protect others from what we think they might not be able to handle, uh, sometimes we actually harm the people that we love most, including kids, uh, because we, we don't think that they're they're ready for something like the, the death of, of someone in the family or the end of a relationship. And, and so sometimes we try to cover those things up or, or keep them out of, um, you know, out of the, 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 the minds of our children or um, talk about them. And, and I think that does a really huge disservice to them. Oh, yeah. I mean... I I mean, if there's anything that we would suggest that people get out of this particular podcast, it's, it's the attempts of parents to manage information flow to their kids right. because they think they're too young. And the truth is, kids' emotional intelligence is, is so far ahead of their cognitive intelligence a lot of times. And when you don't tell them the truth or even when you only tell them part of the truth, for one thing, you're ultimately teaching them not to trust you uh, because at some point they are going to become aware of the truth and they're going to wonder, why didn't you tell me? Uh, because that's always a blow to them. And, and then the other thing you're teaching them is not to trust their own perceptions because typically kids have already perceived that there's something wrong in a situation. Mm -hmm. Their parents don't get along, but they're hiding the fact that they're maybe going to get a divorce or uh, you know, a member of the family has Sick. cancer and that's yeah. being covered up. I mean, they perceive mm -hmm. all of those things, but they're being told not to trust their emotions. And, 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 and man, just be honest with your kids. I mean, my own mom had got cancer when I was 10 and uh, the, the best thing she did was tell me right away because obviously something was wrong and if she had not told me what was going on, the, the, the angst of trying to figure that out. And then I think kids blame themselves yeah. and say, well, I must have done something that's causing them to be upset. And mm -hmm. the reality is it's got nothing to do with the kid. But I mean, I, I also think, uh, one of the, I think one of the things adults can do for kids in any situation like that is, is I do think kids lock on to certain things. And so I think a simple strategy we can all have as adults with kids is, um, you know, one of our main jobs is boundaries. Like, we're not going to talk about this subject every hour, exactly. every day. I mean, you know, there are times that we have energy for it and, and times that we can set aside and other times not. So, you know, right. save your mm -hmm. questions up. But that's not just, you know, your situation. That's... Well, and I think it can easily... locked onto so many things. It, it can easily flip into how then does it become a manipulative tool, right? Right. <laughs> if we're not... And I think, I think honesty is one of the things that actually helps prevent that. When we're honesty, honest with it, then we can set, help set exactly what you're saying, those boundaries that need to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, they're not, they and we are not using those situations as um, ways to hold each other hostage in a relationship yeah. over certain things. Absolutely. I think too, you know, kids pick up on the fact that, you know, when we, when we admit that we don't have all the answers or that we exactly. struggle with things too and that um, we don't always know how to, to live relationships um, right. in the best way possible. And, and so sometimes just to see, uh, see us struggle with those things I think helps them to um, but don't you always have to be strong, Sherry? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, right? People I feel like they have they to, have be, to strong. be strong. Yeah. Right. And yeah. sometimes you do. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, the other thing that I think about too is, is, especially in trying to be strong, we also lie to ourselves yeah. so often. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to, to always hit something that we, we can never quite hit or, um, you know, we, we want to cover up the things that we don't like about ourselves, uh, you know, the things of our past that we regret. Um, you know, the, the things that maybe are a little bit of an addiction or um, peace that we just wish wasn't there in our lives. And, um, and I, I think because of that, we're not honest always with ourselves either. And, oh, well, that's the essence of addictive behavior. Well, I deny and minimize. And I once read, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, and I, I've never really fact-checked this, but I thought one time I read in like some credible place that ultimately 96% of people either have an addictive behavior pattern or mm -hmm. substance addiction or, or something that involves some degree of self-deception about your involvement in it or what it's doing for you or who knows about it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also, I, 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 I think everybody who listens to this, if you did more reading into all the research on shame, mm. I mean, I, you know, I think uh, other cultures have discovered that like there is nothing that, that affects us more deeply than hmm. shame and then so much of lying and minimizing uh, revolves around getting us out of things that we're ashamed of. Hmm. Wow. Well, and you know, along with that too, how sometimes, you know, we we might lie to ourselves because of a shame that we feel that may not even be true. You know, we right. we may oh, exactly. feel we're ashamed of things that aren't right. You know, that like we're not good enough, or that you know, because we haven't met some level, you know. Um, so I, I think that's just a whole cycle of, of um, pieces that just, you know, get us into a really bad place. Well, and we touched on it a little bit earlier, but that whole piece about deceitfulness and, and deceitfulness with ourselves, you know, how, do, how, are we, how are we hiding things from ourselves? How are we glossing over things and not paying attention to things in ourselves um, to the point where it becomes mean you know, it's almost cruel to ourselves. We're not even aware that we do it, you know? That's a whole another level of <laughs> what we're talking about. But certainly, honesty with oneself is just, can be just really hard. I think, I mean, if we're gonna leave today's audience with some positive examples, uh, I'm just, yeah, I, I was good to kind of wrap it up with something uh, a little bit positive. But I, I think we have great role models scripturally, and you know, you don't have to be Jesus to learn something from Jesus. I always think that his discussion with it, all of the discussions he has, like in uh, John chapters 3 and 4 and 9, but especially 9 is about this man who's born blind and Jesus heals him, and then Everybody's mm -hmm. like mad at this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, his, and, like his parents run away from him and disown him because everybody thinks they're going to get in trouble because of their association with Jesus through this guy. And, and he, the, the man himself, is so honest through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. He just says, well, I was blind and now I can see and it must have been a miracle and Jesus did it. What's wrong with that? Yeah. And, and then Jesus, in a sense, stands with him in that and just says, you know... Everybody else here is kind of blind, but you can see, and, and mm. you are 
you are owning it and you should keep owning it. I mean, that's a powerful thing. And then I just, I, I love reading the letters of the Apostle Paul. And if you are ever bored sometime, read Galatians, read, Ro or not so much Romans, but the Corinthians correspondence. Man, he is so honest with these people he is writing to and kind of overly blunt at times. Uh, but uh, he, he loves them and therefore he is relentlessly honest with them. And so we just have these great examples in scripture of honesty isn't easy, but it's a, mm -hmm. as the old saying goes, it's a great policy to, yeah. <laughs> to have in your life. I just want to tag on your John 4, because in John 4, mm -hmm. that's the woman at the well. Yep. And when she goes back to the community at the end, she says, he told me everything, everything. Yep. about myself. And there's this moment there for her that I think is really transformative. Mm -hmm. That she, in being, in having somebody be honest with her, she experienced love and some sort of community as a result. And I, I, I can't help but believe that that is God's hope for us yeah. too, yeah. that new life comes in honesty and community, and there we find the love and the presence of God. Living water for all of us, hey? Amen. Well, thanks, you guys, for joining me in this podcast on our discussion on dishonesty in our Sins and Virtues series. Hopefully, some of these ideas that you have heard will spark more conversations in your small groups in your homes this week. We pray that this conversation helps you renew your faith in God and strengthens your relationships in your faith community.